Love it. Sweet home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> okay, maybe interpolation isn't the right word, but... Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band or a different artist and we break down one of their records. We get into the music, the lyrics, how it was made, all that good stuff. And we try to have a good time doing it. Uh, My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Tell all your friends, tell all your family, because we are the greatest podcast of all time. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. So uh, check it out, follow us, and um, that's all I got for the boring intro. So what <laughs> are we doing today, Jeff? It was boring. We are doing Sugar Ray's Floored. Well, it is. All nice and decent, slip of the curl. This is- now, Jeff, what is your, uh, what's your origin story with Sugar Ray? Go. Uh, like, I knew Fly. I knew Fly. I never bought Floored. I had 1459 when it came out. I think that was one of the things I got from the Columbia House Records uh, Penny Penny CD era. <laughs> but, wonderful Columbia House. But I never went back. I never went backwards. I think I never went backwards because of Fly. I, I, you know, it's like, that's a great song. But the songs on 1459 are different and more rock-based. So I don't want to hear an entire album that sounds like Fly. And then, like, I got into Sublime and stuff, and so I just never even thought to go back to Sugar Ray until, uh, until in, like, more contemporary years. But um, 1459 yeah. is definitely my introduction to Sugar Ray, where I really listened to it front to back and dove into the band. All right. So, yeah, my, my origin story is kind of similar. Fly was the first thing I heard. I remember hearing that on the radio, and it was one of those moments, we've talked about it before, where you've never heard anything like it and you're just so you're just so kind of just like you know in awe because you've just you can't you can't compare it to anything else and that's what fly was for me mind you i was 10 years old you know this came out in 1997 <laughs> and so you and i were both 10 years old at this point so we we didn't have much exposure to a lot of music but um yeah this 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 was um this like blew my mind i i was i was truly obsessed with fly I, I could not get enough of it i recorded it on a cassette tape and i would just listen to it over and over and over again and it wasn't until 1459 came out that i actually bought a sugar ray cd and i remember i remember loving it but also being really disappointed because i wanted to hear more of fly even though it was like two years later i just wanted more fly um so yeah th- that's my origin story uh it really comes down to fly and florida and then it wasn't until probably like yeah, like my early mid twenties, where I realized, oh shit, they actually have a record before Floored, the before Fly, like Lemonade and Brownies. What the fuck is this? And then you listen to it, and you're like, wow, what? I mean, you just you don't expect Sugar Ray to have that heavier tone because all you all anybody really ever knows about this band is are their hits, their big pop hits, and 
a great example of that also is friend of the pod, Dane. A few years ago, we did 1459 on the pod, a lost episode of the pod. And we told him, oh, yeah, we're going to do Sugar Ray. We're going to do 1459. And he laughed at us. He thought we were joking and fucking with him. We said, no, we're really going to do it. It's a great record. And he didn't believe us until we he listened to it and we did the pod. And he's like, dude, this record's fucking amazing. He was blown away by it because it's true. It's a great yeah. fucking record. And you don't expect a band with these singles to have that, to play that kind of music. So, um, yeah, anyway, that, that was really long winded. So um, let's let's start with let's go with our um, our uh, first impressions of, of Florida, I guess, or just kind of overview of Florida. So what do you got? So so our boy our boy Murphy, the bass player <laughs> for Sugar Ray, he does these YouTube bits, yeah. and and there he 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 like ran through a bunch of Sugar Ray songs in order. Every um, Sugar Ray song. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, just the ones he was in. I, I haven't yeah, got yeah. that high. No, he he didn't do Little Yachty. Minnesota. Is that little yachty? That's little yachty. It is little yachty. Golden Minnesota. Oda. That that would be so funny if Murphy did a bass playthrough of the little yachty song, oh, cold, in, cold like Minnesota, just to be funny. I love you know? to hate that song, and I hate that I love that song. I hate that song so much. So so yeah. our, our our boy Murph, that's, that's what I call him because we're best friends. Our boy Murph does these uh, YouTube Clearly. shorts. Um, and he breaks down kind of like just his bass part mostly, but also gives little tidbits about the band, about the writing process about what was just happening at the time. And and ever since ever since then, I really got into those. We really got into those, really. I, mm-hmm. I realized that like like lemonade and brownies is great. It's great. But like Florida is just a better lemonade and brownies. It is. And, and like yeah. that's just why I rate lemonade and brownies lower. But my first impressions of Florida was when we first started kind of like getting more into Sugar Ray, I'm like, holy shit, this band is really fucking good. It was always Lemonade's and Brownies was above this, and 1459 was their best. So wow. this this okay. week in particular, I really took it at, let's hear a band that released Lemonade and Brownies and then took the parts that they liked from that and just became better musicians. And like that's what that's what Florida is. That's what Florida was. And that's how we really came into it um, listening this week, I guess. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, Lemonade, I mean, I love that that record. I have that on vinyl as well. And or you and I both have it. Um, but it really is kind of like the demos of Floored. And that's not a knock whatsoever because the songs are great. But you're right, too. You know, they, they took the best of from that first record and put it in Floored, added more melody and, you know, reading more about it and kind of going off of what Murphy had said um, on those YouTube videos. The band wanted to go more of a melodic route and Mark didn't want to he wanted to keep with the metal stuff and maybe it was because of some like an insecurity or he just what I, I think that was really what it came down to was it was an insecurity on his part but um but eventually you know he he came back into the studio came back into the band and they did fly and the rest is history well it was and, it, was, it um, was like literally like like the band was almost done like they were just they they, they had it like they were they writer's block whatever it was and we say like mark was like came back like he had left he had left he didn't want anything to do with the band at that time they were fighting they were mad and uh he came back because i think it was murphy and murphy and craig right the dj mm-hmm. that were just yeah, that the dj yeah. threw this little thing down and that's how the song yeah. kind of blossomed and like re reignited the passion <laughs> 
Yeah, they were all kind of, they were really bummed because Mark had essentially ditched the band. Yeah, so they were bummed and they were kind of like noodling around in the studio and Murphy threw threw down the bass line, which is a super basic bass line, but (laughs) it is really basic. But I mean, that's all you need sometimes. And and when you really think about this, the song Fly and that line, it's very dub, very, very dub based. It's that, that simple kind of repetitive thing throughout the entire song. There's some like little like, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Not nuances, but um, accents and little showing off that he does. But it's never like, it's never obnoxious. It's always done well. I mean, he's a great fucking musician. Honestly, Murphy, he's the, he's honestly the best part of this band. I don't give a fuck. I, I will Rod- say there's there are three people in this band that I think deserve more credit than they do. Murphy's for sure one of them. Uh, I think Rodney as a guitarist, yeah, for and sure Craig. one of them, and then Mark, dude, like Mark. Really? I think I think Craig doesn't get enough either. He well, did, I, he has a lot going on in the songs that just adds so much texture to everything to the band. I I think Rodney deserves more credit because Rodney can write lead riffs like like any of the greats. Like he really can. He can write. Not a good soloist. Not a great guitarist. But he can add these little accents to to an already existing catchy riff that just mm-hmm. elevated to this point where like wow man that's so fucking great and we'll get into like kind of the battling between Roddy and Craig where they go back and forth on a couple songs but then yeah, Mark too so like sick. Mark Mark is not a great singer and he kind of knows that and so he he like he goes hard into the front man realm and and J- like like I'm Steve like any podcast any interview anything you see him in he's the most like humble knowledgeable dude you could ever possibly think of and one right? of his like yeah. idols was david lee roth he was like dude anytime fucking david lee roth walked on stage like you know this is this is the only place you needed to be in music and that's how he modeled himself after was somebody like david lee roth somebody that could command a crowd to do whatever they wanted to do whatever he wanted them to do and mark talks about i, I read the fuck ton of interviews this week about what that, that mark was doing and and one question that that somebody asked him before he put on that uh, that that throwback '90s tour with like uh, Everclear and, and oh yeah Eve Six and all that stuff and Smash Mouth. They asked him like, "What do you think like it takes to be a front man?" And he basically said, like, "You just got to lie. You got to pretend that everything <laughs> that happens on stage, you meant for that shit to happen. Because whatever happens, you got to just go with it. If something fucking falls apart, you got to pretend like you knew it was going to fall apart." I was just like, "Damn, that's fucking like <laughs> that's like prophetic. That's." That's crazy to think that these people are still people. They're not just like untouchable rock stars. Yeah. They're still people on stage that have to adapt to what is happening. Things go wrong. They adapt just like any other job. And I thought that was really cool. That was really uh that's really down to earth. It is. And it's it's funny to me that, you know, reading back to interviews and 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 the mid and late 90s with Mark McGrath, he seems very kind of, his ego seems a little big, kind of diva-ish. I mean, even things have been mentioned by other members of the band where, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't go to certain meetings because he wanted to have that, he wanted that 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 rock star persona. And, and it just, it seemed very extremely forced. But then you hear him in interviews over the last five to 10 years, and the guy sounds like one of the coolest people you ever want to hang out with. Like super, like you said, super humble. The guy is super is knowledgeable about music. Like he knows what he's fucking talking about. No, he's so like a, much about he's music. He's like a music encyclopedia. It's it's remarkable. The guy 
<laughs> it's so cool. Like I have so much respect for Mark McGrath. I honestly have so much respect for every member of this band. I think they're all very, very talented. I mean, Stan Frazier, the drummer, he, he's, he's a good drummer, but he doesn't do anything flashy, but he's more there for the songwriting. Like he, he did so much to add to the songs themselves. And like I said, Craig, DJ Homicide, his textures and, and the things that he added to the songs are so important to the band, especially on Floored. Um, it, it's, it's just so fucking rad. But in the end, I, th- I think Murphy, Murphy and, and Craig are my, are my MVPs on this record, especially Murphy. Cause he fucking rips it up. I think like for me, it's Murphy, Murphy, Rodney, Mark, Craig, Stan. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, but yeah, so back to fly. Um, yeah. So that, that kind of dub baseline is fucking killer and kind of what, what Murphy was saying in, in the video for fly or the, the, you know, the video that he did, um, the breakdown, he was saying like when they were all just kind of noodling in the studio, Rodney came up with that, that really high part, just kind of fucking around. I'm like, wow, that actually sounds really fucking good. Let's throw it in the song. So they, that, that main high guitar part was birthed at that moment in the studio. And everything about the song was, was essentially a complete accident. None of them were, were intending to write this kind of song. It was just all them fucking around. And then it turns into arguably one of their biggest songs of all time. Is a truly so. organically written song. Yeah. Yep. And then also the what what Murphy had said too was that Stan had actually come up with the lyrics and melody to the chorus in the song. He just kind of like he just kind of sang it, just like a in like in almost like a melancholy way because they were just kind of they're bum they're bum guys, and um and so yeah Stan was the one who came up with that and I thought that was really cool that was Damn. super fucking rad when Mark when Mark comes in and he's like yelling the oh oh my god that fucking gets me it gets me yeah it's so good that part and when they when they all come in as this kind of like gang vocals thing when they go when they do the the i just want to fly part but they extend the note of the eye like the ah like it's it's just a lot they just hold it for longer and just all of them singing together oh my god dude it's fucking awesome because it's not even like it it doesn't even sound like perfect right it still sounds like just a bunch of guys that don't know how to fucking sing and i love it i love i uh david David comes like slayed with this fucking album too like their their big name producer did a killer killer job bringing this all together yep because it, it still has enough of that that rawness of lemonade and brownies and it's just, it's just this perfect mix. Everything about this is a perfect mix, perfect tones from all the all the instruments too. I mean, the snare tone is fucking killer on this one. And I I mean I'm I'm a sucker for the snare tone, and and they they fucking nailed it with 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 Stan's snare. I fucking love it. And Murphy, I mean Murphy is so perfectly balanced in the mix. There is one song though, which we'll get into, where during the bridge, they you had to they had to have intentionally turned him up to just make it super fucking heavy. And uh, I don't know, man, this, this record is, is just a great balance of everything that they were and everything that they were to become. So on 1459, at least I, I stuff after that. I didn't list fly as a banger. I just, because, really? because it's too easy. It's a, it's such a fucking fantastic song. I can listen. It's on this record twice. And I don't even care. <laughs> that it was so, yeah, let, let's get into that. <laughs> it's so, on this record twice. <laughs> <laughs> they got Supercat, who you know, I mean, even since this song, I don't know really know who Supercat is. I know he's like a, a DJ 
or like an MC kind of hype man, essentially from in from you know from Jamaica He's or from Kingston, yeah, from Kingston, yeah. So, but otherwise, yeah, I've never heard him in anything else. Um, it, it's it's kind of like you kind of think he would have done something with Sublime or No Doubt because they're all from like generally the same area, really, Orange County, Long Beach. You know, well, it, it's surprising that well, Supercat. I think that's why. No, that would just we bring up Sublime. I, I don't think. I don't think Sugar Ray would have been. I don't think Sugar Ray would have done Fly had it not even been for Sublime. True. Well, even Murphy said that in some of the videos. He said that when they when they were recording or writing this record in New York, they had actually went out and bought like a bunch of CDs and things that kind of inspired them. And Sublime was one of them. Sublime, Nirvana. Uh, I can't remember who else, but Mark. But, so like um, Mark, Mark yeah. had said they had toured with Sublime, and he and and Mark like just. Super honest. He said they toured with Sublime multiple times on the circuit. They they opened up for just like festivals where Sublime was playing. He said every time he saw Sublime play, they they were shit. They played sloppy. Like nothing about them was like any good. He said, but you could tell. You could tell there was something there that that was just better than like anybody was doing it. And he said that there's no way that Sugar Ray would have survived had it not been for what I got in that era of that self-titled getting so popular fly would not have existed because that whole reggae kind of like rap rock thing was just not a thing. And sublime sublime brought that out and brought it to everybody and inspired mm. so many people. But I like that Mark said that every time he saw shit or sublime play, they played like shit and they were sloppy as fuck, <laughs> but he could still tell they were really, really good. <laughs> it's, not, it's so weird. Everybody says the same thing. about God, sublime, That's so yeah. amazing. How can a band that sounds so shitty still be so popular? I mean, like but they're everybody, records really you know, like everybody you talk, or everybody, everybody you hear or read interviews from, they all say the same exact thing. Yeah. That Sublime, every time I saw them, sounded like shit. They were sloppy. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But goddamn, they were so fucking good. Well, I mean, even looking back or even listening to the live records, you know, Bradley Nolan Friends, especially. Oh my god, dude, he sounds like he's so sloppy. He sounds like shit a lot of the times, but it's still. It's still fucking good. That's friend of the pod, David. Uh, David's favorite record by Sublime. Well, that's wrong, dude. Well, that's a pretty good record, though. <laughs> it's a good, good record, but Walt. He also thinks you know Paul's Boutique is the best Beastie Boys record. I don't. Are you are you making a case for him being right? Because I don't... I'm making a case for him being wrong. Oh, because gotcha. that is very wrong. Yeah, that's very wrong. That's okay. Because you think <laughs> to the Five Burrows is the the best record? No, no. I you know check your yed is definitely their best. Definitely their best. Okay. Uh, yeah i'm right uh, just deal with it just okay. deal with it all right anyway back to back to the sugar rays um so do you know anything more about Supercat? like have you ever really listened to his stuff outside he, of this song I, I i know he's done stuff in the hip-hop world like he's done stuff i think with like biggie or tupac i don't remember which one but i think it's just remixes otherwise i have no idea anything about him um other than he's from kingston and, and he's he, very famous. He's very, very famous there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think like just that, that genre, that, that dance hall kind of reggae fusion stuff is good. Like, like, like so that, that specifically like dance hall, like reggae fusion uh, party stuff, when it's good, mm-hmm. like it's great. But yeah. overall, it's just like the same fucking song over and over and over. <laughs> All right. Um, Oh, another part in this in Fly that I, I really love too is that that bridge that um gets super heavy, like that heavy guitar riff and then super cats rapping over it. 
he's kind of rapping over it and then it drops back down into like the the quiet the the mellower part and then mark comes back in with that just like that kind of the kind of like soaring vocals back into the chorus i fucking love that bridge so much it's fucking great (laughs) so good and and then going into like this the the other version of fly the last song on the record without him without super cat it's it's still a great song but it it just does not it's crazy how super cat really catapulted I don't want to say catapulted, but he it's the hype he man, changed, dude. Yeah, he changed the whole dynamic of this song. Um, but I still love the regular ver- the version without him too. It's still it, it's it's just so different. It's so fucking different without Supercat. I mean, like, anyway. like that's that's what like a hype man adds, right? Would would Public yeah. Enemy have been as great if it wasn't for Flavor Flav? That's true. I don't know from the era. Anyway, um, Fly. So you didn't listen to this as a banger? I did not because it's, I don't. <sighs> I don't. I don't. I just didn't want to. You're just exhausted. I like to be. That's I like to be are. different. I like to be different. This is my two B. I don't give a fuck. This is every. This song has never gotten old to me. Every time I hear it, I get really happy. I get very excited. I think this song is 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 a perfect song. It's my two B. I don't care. I, I. It's a great song. So how many Bs do you have on this record? I think I have all but like three. Honestly. Okay. Cool. So I have twelve. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't maybe. Yeah, I, I like everything's really good banger. I don't know. This record's so good. It, it is fantastic. Um, lyrically, though, that's that's definitely the weakest part of this record. The, are the lyrics? Most of the time, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. I don't know what he's trying to say. So some of these songs, I don't even have notes for lyrically because I think they're they're almost like nonsensical. I I tried for a minute and then I was like, dude, I don't think. I, I I don't think this band's a lyric band. I, I think this yeah. band. I think he's just saying words because he's the front man and he has to sing something. But I think he's focusing on melody. He's focusing on delivery and he's focusing on just being a cool fucking dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And let's talk about the video too. The video, dude, it, so good. It's so it's it's so happy. Love you it. know. Everybody's having a blast, and then there's the part where Mark's in that that room, that rotating room, and he's hanging from the chair that's upside down, and he's on top of the car roof driving down the road, and the band's just fucking jamming along. Yeah, they're in, they're in the backyard playing that backyard party. The girls show up and stands in the back like googly eyes, like because oh my god, women shaking their ass. But even it's just so like everything cheesy. about it, right? It's like like. The, you, I don't know. This this is the, the, their first like breakthrough single, and they're dancing on this stage, or the, the, they're playing on this stage that's like bright lights and and, and very Limp Biscuit esque, right? Or no, it's like it's like Corn's Got the Life video. Yeah, like the this the the whole set is almost identical to Corn's Got the Life, but Got the Life came out after this video. And I just, so I think Corn might have ripped them off. I think that's cool that they. I don't know. They they were already so cocky and so confident in what they were doing. And just having a good time, and that room, that whole like we're all in the room, like that was fucking cool. And they had a little dog in there, just like Sublime, that little pit bull yeah. in there, whatever the fuck it was. No, the English bulldog. It was the same video, or the same uh, dog that was in the Mean Machine video too. Mean Machine. That's a, that's a fuck, dude. That's such a good song. Yeah. Sugar, wait, I'm trying to figure out who who directed this video. It's probably McGee. Because if it, it is, that would make sense. I think it was. Yeah, it is McGee. Yeah. Yeah, and McGee did the video for "Got the Life" as well, so that makes sense. The colors, the bright colors, the set is almost identical to the corn one. So yeah, 
I think they were. Uh, I think they were like friends. Like they like McGee like knew Sugar Ray, and that was one of his first things was doing something for Sugar Ray. And then became well, yeah, like no, they were bigger person. They were all friends. Uh, the the guys in Corn. I mean, they because they all toured together. You know, Sugar Ray toured with Corn, Deftones, Limp Bizkit. You know, all the fucking new, all these metal bands. That's all they did was play shows together. And there was even a moment too where in the videos that I was watching with Murphy, he was saying that. Yeah, we knew that we couldn't sound as good as corner Deftones, so I just decided not to tune my the art. We just decided not to tune our guitars or our bass as low as them because why would we do that? We can't sound as good as, the, as them, so we might as well just tune up or do standard tuning. And I just thought I kind of I like that kind of you know just kind of humbleness. They didn't try to rip off these other bands that they loved and they played with all the time and were friends with. They just kind of did their own thing and. I like that. I really, really dig that. They, nothing about them seems seems phony at all. It's no, great. not at all. I, 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 but I do think I think Mark and and Mick G went to high school together in Orange County, um, and and so I, I do think like, like, I don't know if Mick G would be as big as he is now had it not been for Sugar Ray, and then vice versa, and then they both yeah. helped each other become very, very successful. Yeah, I mean, Mick G did so many videos in the '90s as well. And then he directed he did um, movies. Yeah, he directed. He did uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, he, 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 what he one of the Terminators. Movie. He did a fucking bunch of stuff. Oh, did he really do a Terminator movie? But I, but I think like his first music video or his like start was Sugar Ray. So I don't uh, could it no because he did he did do he did a corn video in '94. He did a song for the song Faggot. So he was I know he was doing stuff with Corn prior to this. Hmm. But anyway, hmm. anyway, anyway, McGee. The Mick G's. So, What's do we your, have anything else on Fly? No, that's it. It's, it's a it's a perfect song. It's a Beyond Banger. It's 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 a timeless classic. But you didn't listen. listen People that point. don't even they didn't even grow up in this era like know that fucking song. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a killer one, man. But no, I did not so listen as a B. What's your one B then? Do you want to do your one B or do you want me to do my one B? No, no, you go first. Because I was your two B. Okay. Yeah. American Pig. American Pig's my one <laughs> B. Okay, that's my seven B. God damn, this song is unfucking real. It is unreal. I absolutely love that riff. He throws it in with that little very like very Middle Eastern inspired thing, like that shit like like nineties offspring was 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 trying to like shove down everybody's throat. And it works yeah. so well here. It works so well. And I swear, I still swear that Chug is it sounds like electric funeral. I even listened to both of them today. Really? And I, I'm getting funeral. it. I didn't I didn't pick up Get on that, it. but Maybe when we play it again, I'll I'll think of it because, I mean, this is one of the heaviest songs on the record. I heard a lot of Pantera, not as like heavy as Dimebag stuff, but definitely in that same that same vein. Um, also, you know, not just the riffs, but the way the song kind of like trudges along, kind of like Pantera's songs did that that dun 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 dun. Just that, I I don't even know how to explain it. It's just trudging along, and I, and I fucking love it. That high guitar lead. Is fucking solid too. It's 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 a great song. The gang vocals and the chorus are fucking sick. I and then then the whole song. The song starts and it ends. I don't really care for the end, but the song starts with "I know you're gonna dig this," and then it drops into that riff. That's that's, killer, that's Craig. That's Craig saying that little <laughs> intro part. Oh, is he actually saying it? Yeah. Okay. Dude, the end part with the double time. Like you don't like that. No, no, I meant like when because they they do it they do that. I know you're gonna dig this at yeah. the very end too to end the song, and I'm like, ah, you don't really need to end, put that at the end as well. 
whatever. So good. It was still yeah. I, I just I I think this 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 thing is just incredibly heavy. It's so chuggy. It's so dark. It's but like you can tell they're probably like laughing as they're doing this thing. Like God, <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. I love this so much. Having the time of their lives. <laughs> I know, right? And it, it's like when whenever you hear Murphy talking about the recording sessions for this one, he he just talks about like dude, we just we would go into the studio, we'd work, we'd uh, we'd get you know food and drugs delivered to the studio. We go, you know, go to the bar with bar down the street with the with the record executives, and just, just everything he talked about was just like fond, fun memories. <laughs> Record outside <laughs> of like Mark having his hissy fit and leaving. Outside of that, everything about this record sounded like it was so much fun. Just and enough, everybody had a blast doing it. Just enough fun to like look back and, and be happy with it, but not too much fun where like somebody died, somebody OD'd, yeah. somebody went to jail. Like just the perfect <laughs> amount of fun. Yeah, it's not like the Motley Crew or some shit. Exactly. Def Leppard, you know. Oh exactly. shit. Let's uh, actually let's play a little bit of American Pig. We'll get more into the music, maybe touch upon the lyrics if we even have anything. So here it is, American Pig from the Sugar Rays. I know you're gonna dig this. I I I don't hear the electric funeral. You don't hear the ding No, I don't hear it. Well, oh, oh, you're, oh wait, you're, you're talking about the, the the high guitar, the lead. There's like the overall chug. You like the don 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 I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I really don't hear it. I don't. But I'm glad you do. I'm glad you hear it. But I, 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 I don't. It. I don't get. Do you, do you get like the Pantera thing? Or I mean, no? like just because they're like chuggy and and kind of doing that like that that Cowboys from Hell type of thing. That there's there's that like low end. Just like let it dry out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also the the guitar tone, the the that that really kind of overdrive guitar sound that was that very much made Dimebag's Dimebag Dimebag. Really, it just I hear a lot of that 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 guitar tone on this song, and that's what's cool about this record too. Is like not every song sounds like the other. Like. You'll have you'll have something like this, and then you'll jump into a song like "Stand and Deliver," the next song, or oh, a song like "Cash." Boy. You know, like actually, now that I'm looking at the sequencing of this, you know, Dude, American, know. American Pig, Pig "Stand and Delivering Cash," <laughs> the cash. three songs that don't sound anything like don't sound anything cash. like the other. Fucking cash! Oh, God damn, America! But in in the end, American Pig is uh, is uh, something else, man. It's it's so fucking rad. It's really the standout pure metal track on the record is American Pig. Uh, so lyrically, good. I don't. I, I think it's just maybe talking shit about cops. I'm not really sure. I, I don't know yeah, if you have I, anything. It was similar. I, I I think it was just more in line of like American Pig is, is kind of like we're all American Pigs. And like we all I mean like Mark is thinking mm-hmm. that we're all American Pigs. But I don't. Um, I don't know. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Lyric, the lyrics on this record, I was surprised at how much I, I, I just didn't care for them and didn't even understand what the hell he was trying to but say. I don't, I, I don't, I want to. I really thought they'd be better. I want to believe that he didn't care. I want to believe that he focused more on melody and delivery than he did on lyrics, and that's why the lyrics suck. 
Yeah, I would like to believe that too. And based off of what, kind of what you said earlier too, where he said in interviews, like how important, how like his one of his idols is David Lee Roth, another guy who cared didn't care too much about his lyrics, but he cared about the show. Yes. And I feel like he, Mark took inspiration from a guy like David Lee Roth, yeah. who I think is the greatest frontman of all time. He's the GOAT. He is the greatest. As far Better as rock Freddie and roll Mercury. is concerned, he's, he's the GOAT. Yes. Better than anybody. He is the best. Hands down. Not a, not the greatest singer, but the greatest frontman. So um, do we have anything else on American Pig? No. No. All right. So my 1B, my favorite song on the record, it's kind of tough. Like, I will say this. A lot it's of these cash, songs. RPM. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I listened to the song earlier or this album earlier this week. My rankings were completely different. They changed pretty much every time I was listening to this record. But Cash right now is my number one. Because you get you get in you get all this heavy stuff. You get some fast stuff in, in tap twist snap. But then once you get to Cash, it's uh it's just a straight up punk song. Really? Yeah. That's it's it. fast, it's upbeat, it's fucking snotty as hell. It's I think it's one of the catchiest songs on the record outside of Fly. Um, it's also the shortest song. I think it's like a minute and 40 seconds. The guitar solo, it's short and sweet. Um, and Murphy rips it up on the fucking bass. He's squirrely. He's going, he's all over. He's playing fast. I, it's fucking killer, man. Everything about this song is awesome. (laughs) The cash is my seven B, but I will say that American pig stand and deliver in cash that's my. This is my favorite like chunk of the album. Like those three songs back to back to back, is my favorite part of the album, because mm. they're all so fucking different, and they're all so goddamn good. <laughs> and Cash is just dude. Cash is like this little fucking punk song. There's nothing fancy here, but it, it has a, an incredibly fun verse. The chorus yeah. like instantaneously catchy. You know exactly what's gonna happen. Cash. That's all I need. What more do you want? That's it. <laughs> To no effect made fucking a career out of doing this exact same thing. It's just, it's an incredibly True. simple song, but it's so effective in what it sets out to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and this is one of the songs that made this album have a, a parental advisory sticker on it for the uh, obscenities that were being said. It was mainly because of this song that it well, had, says had that fucking that like on it. 15, 20 times in this thing. <laughs> I want some in, fucking cash. <laughs> 20 times in a, in a one and a half minute song. <laughs> it's like some uh, Limbiscuit shit, you know, with, with hot dog flavored water, that song. Yeah. Uh, it's so 46 stupid. 46 bucks in the fucked up run. So good. <laughs> so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love Limbiscuit. Love Limbiscuit. Love Sugar Ray too. This, this uh, album, this, this yeah. album in general, like really brought to my, my attention, I guess, or I really thought that there should be a different category we have for filler songs. Because I feel like a good, good filler song, like that's mm-hmm. good. I, I enjoy listening to it. But then there's like, there's like unskippable fillers, and like <laughs> some of these deeper cuts, like Invisible and uh, Right Direction, yeah. even Cash to an extent. These are unskippable fillers. These yeah. are filler songs. They're kind of just made like, hey, let's make a punk song. Okay, here it goes. But damn, that's better. That's better than what you think it should be. It's mm-hmm. not a throwaway song. It's better. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And what what I think is really good about the sequencing of this record is, yeah, we were talking about, you know, the, the three song, the, that three song clump of American Pig, Stand and Deliver and Cash, all completely different songs. But 
cash is just like this the shot of adrenaline a shot of adrenaline to you because a fast punk song like this coming at the end of the record i mean really you only have two songs after this because you can't really you don't really consider fly the other version of fly as the last song you think of right direction as the last song yeah um but to to throw in a punk song this late into the game to really kind of to get you pumped up to to round out the record i thought that was i thought that was a great choice in sequencing it's fucking killer man it's fucking killer i, I this record is something sugar else. race fucking report card you put like you put me machine and then you put fly <laughs> and then you put like cash and then someday like wh- what it makes no sense what are you doing and then you put any song off of little yachty you're like is this the same fucking band <laughs> yeah. oh my god they're like where we've gone from mean machine to little yachty and it's unfucking real Unreal. You would never in a million years think that it's the same band or it's even like, you know, I do this to people all the time. I, I'll, I'll play I'll play the song Aim For Me from 1459. I'll play it to somebody who I know has never heard any Sugar Ray outside of the singles. And um, and I'll play that for them. And I'm like, you, I'll give you like 10 bucks if you tell me who this is. And 100 percent of the time, they can never tell me who who no. who does Aim For Me because it just never. it sounds nothing. And that's like that's even a poppy pop punk song you know it's yeah. not even it's not like cash or it's not stuff that's off of lemonade and brownies you know but even then it like it doesn't it just does not sound like sugar it's it's crazy just how um how diverse they they are or they have been over the years they've done so much and they don't get enough fucking credit for it it's, it's, it's so irritating it's because of that they they don't get enough credit because their diversity killed them like they, yeah, that's true. Their diversity yeah. killed them, and I mean, I just like so like like in general, I think Sugar Ray, their target audience were the people that wanted to listen to Deftones and Corn, and so yeah. that target audience after they heard Fly, gone. No fucking way. Those those single-minded peons yeah. from that era hear Fly and are going to listen to Sugar Ray. Never going to happen. So then the other like demographic are the people that love Fly. So you pick up this record because you love Fly and nothing on this record sounds like Fly. So you hate this band. So everybody fucking hates this band. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Like because because this band is so much better than anybody gave them credit for, because they were so much more diverse than any right to be, that was their that was kind of like their undoing. That was like the beginning of, of the end. And essentially, Sugar Ray just be kind of, kind of just became like, I don't know, I don't want to say a joke because that's mean, but they, they kind of did a become joke. a joke. They 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 did kind of become a joke though. They they only became a joke within the mainstream music scene, but and nobody any respected true them yet, though, except for bands that the, went on the, tour with them. Yeah, yeah, and they were that's like, true. fuck yeah, dude! Like they're the nicest guys ever. Like even like reading like uh, uh, interviews from other people or quotes. From from people in like in in the Deftones, they would nah. talk. They talked about how much like it how fun it was touring with Sugar Ray. Like everybody likes this band. They're just fun dudes. They can play their instruments. They're not you know they they're no fucking like Eric Johnson or anything out here. But they can they can <laughs> they can jam. They no, can jam. Yeah, absolutely. They come up with some great fucking metal punk pop music. Like it's 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 remarkable. And really, when you think about it too, the risk they took of releasing fly as a single like i mean really because like you said they're 
they're immediately alienating their metal fans immediately gone. and those, those hoping gone. and hoping that the radio catches on to fly like that is that is an enormous risk and it they, it worked for them it, it's crazy i mean and rightfully so because fly is a fucking amazing song it's such a good song <sighs> and there's and, and, and like there's no again. there's no reason why like what i got should be hailed as like this great fucking reggae and i'd love sublime mm-hmm. love what i got but there's no reason that and that was on there twice too and there's no reason why what i got should be hailed as like this fantastic reggae rap rock tune but we dismiss fly like right? what, like yeah. this fucking makes no fly sense is a better Stupid. song fly fly i think hands down is a better song than what i got i would 100 percent agree i absolutely I agree mean, that fly even, is a better song than what i got like well, when you look well, at the, on the big three when I, like when you look at the big three from from that sublime record from the self-titled record you know what i got wrong way and santeria i would i would argue that fly is better than the top three from that album oh it's not it's not it's not better than wrong way no fucking way no I, way i will give you what i got okay, it's definitely better than what i got and 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 santeria in santeria santeria is I'll, so fucking cheesy but wrong way dude come on i'll give you wrong way i will give you wrong way but it's close it's fucking close i mean if, if you take some of the deeper cuts from that wreck from the sublime record they're definitely better than than fly some of the deeper cuts but I, well, fly compared to the yeah. singles i mean fly fly trumps it it's funny because because what I got was produced by David Kahn. Yeah, right. And that's why they want. And, and well, that's what it was. That's what it was from the videos. Yeah. Uh, Murphy had said that the reason why they went out in, when they were in New York, why they went out and bought a bunch of CDs, were to familiarize themselves with David Kahn's work, and that's why they got Sublime. And I forgot who else right now, but um, but yeah, that that was the reason why. But like and same yeah. same on fucking Sublime, right? Like. What I got is on there twice. That's not yeah. like an un, unheard of thing to do. Is, is is drop that remix thing on there twice? So I don't know. I I I think it's unfair to say that Sugar Ray is like uh, dumb or silly or whatever. But then like like idolize Sublime in a Agreed. way that because it's just it's completely unfair. They're the same fucking band in so many aspects. I I totally agree with you on that. Wait. All right, so let's. Uh, do we have anything else on cat? Like, oh, let's, let's, like, let's play cat. I, like, I feel like I feel like we fucking fight people over fucking Sugar Ray. Like right we do. Over, we have here in like the like Sugar Ray <laughs> corner, dude. Like like everybody, like the, like us versus the world of Sugar Ray. I we have uh, defended this band. I I would say I've defended this band more than most any band really. I mean, even Corn, my favorite band of all time. Like, like because I know a lot of people have heard a lot of Corn, but I know. Most people haven't heard really any of Sugar Ray, so they're not giving Sugar Ray the 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 fairness that they deserve, or the the um they're not giving Sugar Ray the um what am I trying to say here? The, the proper treatment because yeah, Corn yeah. like even if you hate Corn and and think they're goofy as fuck, they were still involved, if not like really solidified a genre, a, a movement of music. Yeah, Sugar Ray didn't do that, but they're still really, really, really fucking good. They're fucking good, dude. And I will, I will fight anybody who says that sugar is bad because, fuck I do. Like even at the bar, like still, like fucking almost, almost every <laughs> other week, I'm I'm telling somebody how great Sugar Ray is, and they say, "Oh, the no way the band that sings fucking every morning." <laughs> <laughs> but do you not like that song? It's like that's another thing too. They make fun of the band for these pop songs, but are these pop songs not great? 
Like they're still mm. fucking awesome. True. Uh, it's exhausting. People you'll who don't fu- like Sugar fu- Ray are fucking, fucking exhausting. You'll fucking sit there and sing like, I want to hold your hand a billion fucking times. That's all <laughs> sucks. But then, the you, I, but then you fucking act like you don't like 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 every morning or someday. <laughs> Bitch, please. Get the fuck out of here. Comparing the Beatles to, uh, to fucking Sugar Ray. I, but I picked like the shit. I fucking hate that song by the Beatles I know. So I, much. I hate that Beatles song too. That yeah. may be like my most hated Beatles song of all time. No. You know what's worse? Is, there's two songs that are worse than that uh twist and shout i fucking hate that song and i also hate um uh oh my god what is the fucking let it be i think let it be is one of the worst oh, yeah, songs let it ever be is cheesy. i that, fucking hate let it be that's pretty Ugh. shit oh i like, hate that song so at much. the end of your career too right like you've done all this great stuff you've done all these things that are like like supposedly genre defining and and and, and historic and then you mm-hmm. do this like that's what you got that's I what know. you're ending on. That this you, is can, it? you come off. You come off of the perfection See? that is Rubber Soul, the perfection that is Revolver, Sergeant Pepper's. You know, and you put out fucking Let It Be. It's it's disgusting. And then and then after that, McCartney comes out with McCartney too. He comes out with Temporary Secretary. Come on, crazy, crazy. It's, it's it's fucking crazy that like the Beatles were the Beatles and then ended on Let It Be. But correct. Yes, you yes, are yes. trash. <laughs> Beach Boys are better. You are, you or, are trash. Or, or another example is people think that the Wall by Pink Floyd is the greatest oh thing they've ever God. done. That I, is not I true. I argue weekly with my yeah. fucking idiot neighbors. I didn't. The, I, I didn't mean, want to get like, into it. I'm not going to mention any names. Phil, Dave, Ronnie, <laughs> Elizabeth, Diana. I'm not going to mention any names. But if you think God. the Wall is the best, you've never listened to most of the Pink Floyd records, and that's so. and that's because most of them have not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but I I, I don't uh, that's the whole thing I don't want to get into. Is, yeah, we don't need mad. to open up that kind of work. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> just <really> mad. <laughs> All right, let's play let's play a little bit of cash from uh, the Sugar Rays. Here we go. I don't I don't know if you you kind of picked up on any of this on on, on your listen throughs, but this song and there's a couple other songs too that sound like he's trying to. Um, trying to channel his his inner mark atkins from gutter mouth dude because he, he has that 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 gutter he mouth does. snottiness there's another song on this album that i said the that my fucking notes <laughs> i said the exact same yeah. thing exactly fucking exactly it's i love it man I, I love this band love this record all right so let's move on from uh from cash to uh what, what's your what's your 2b or yeah what is your 2b anyone Anyone? Wow, that is my twelve B. That's my least favorite song on the record. Anyone? Why do wow. you? Okay. Uh, why do you hate the song? <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it by any means. I just think before, it's the biggest song on the record. Before we even continue, though, I, I I will have you know that I just opened another beer, and it's a butt heavy. Oh, no there you go. No yes. glass, straight from the can. Oh, I I like that. I just, like what I'm hearing. Just as God intended. So that's the only way to drink a butt heavy, just yeah. by itself. Do you? Well, that's all I, just, I'm, I guess we'll continue talking about beer. When you drink out of a can, do you wipe? Do you wipe the mouth part? Oh yeah, before yeah, before I open it, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because there's all kinds of shit on there. But like, like wiping with your shirt, like that, what, like what does that do? I don't know. But there's at nothing. least, at least it's, it's better than not wiping it. You know. Because <laughs> yes. you always hear stories like rat fucking piss and shit on like these cans, and people get like I don't know sick whatever nobody really gets sick from that shit <laughs> <laughs> anyone just people are grossed anyone. out by it 
That is my two B. Dude, this one is so fucking cool. It's it's psychedelic sounding with a little bit of like a surf tinge to it. This groove mm-hmm. is incredibly solid. It is incredibly fun. And there's these cool little like lead guitar parts that accent the song super well. And this is what I'm talking about. This song perfectly like 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 captures why Rodney is so goddamn great at what he does. No, you're right. You're right. And so with the whole Rodney thing, I agree with you there because he he takes he takes you could hear the inspiration from other guitar players but he never rips them off so like i had mentioned the pantera thing with american pig um in this song i hear a lot of noodles from the offspring oh yeah like the 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 little guitar leads because that's what noodles is all about he's 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 great at those melodic guitar leads and and i hear it on this song i also hear it on other songs but this one in particular i hear the most I I guess you could just call it inspiration because it, it never sounds like he's trying to rip anybody off. It just, you, I, get, I, you get that I feel. Like, I like that comparison because Noodles is like, I mean, he's just like an underrated guitarist too because he's so fucking yeah. busy in how many chords, how many notes he can input into a three-second <laughs> melody. And like no <laughs> other true. punk guitarist has ever fucking done that. Like nobody's ever done that. It's it's not It's not just like single notes. It's like how many power chords can we actually hit within a certain amount of time? Like the melody's following him at some points. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And then he goes into the high, the high guitar leads to just drive that melody along. It's dude. Noodles is, is a crazy underrated guitar player. Never technical by any means, but just fucking solid songwriter. And, and, and Rodney in this instance, I, I feel like has some of that noodles, that noodles, noodles feel. But in the end, I mean, the song is a kind of a slower jam anyway. It's not like a fat, it's, I'm not trying to compare it to the offspring in that it's a fast punk song because it's not. It's just the the guitar feel is is much yeah. like noodles. I mean, like to be fair, I, fast, slow, whatever it is, most of these songs stay in that mid range. When we had True. like when we had um, lemonade and brownies, there's a lot of songs that that kind of like deviate from that middle ground. And I think like David Kahn was the one who was like, "Dude, you guys need to just stay in the middle, like just stay in the fucking middle. That's where the money is." That's fine. I don't <laughs> knock anybody for trying to make a living doing what you want to do, but like that's that's where this record lies, and that's I think that's where I deviated from Lemonade and Brownies this week was was because Lemonade and Brownie took more more liberties, more risks, more everything didn't always work out, but Floor didn't take all those risks, but every song on here is essentially a banger because of yeah. that. Agreed. Agreed. Lemonade, dude, like like like. Lemonade and Brownies and 1459 are equally as sloppy. 1459 is sloppy because the songs don't fucking sequence in any way with each other. They're <laughs> all over the fucking no place. It, it, it's a fucking comp. It really is like it, a comp. It, it's, it's, like they, it's like they doubled down with, with, let's see how many songs we can make sound different. And they doubled down with that one after Floored. Because like we said before, Floored is, is kind of all over the place, but still syncwits well. Even though it's all over the place, but fourteen fifty nine is a fucking hodgepodge of it is. It's just a fucking mess. Songs. It's yeah. a mess. Pretty well. Everybody's <laughs> new direction. Better. New direction to every morning. I I just there's never been less of a, a a sequencing error than that. But I love it. I love it for that. And like, do you know do you know Tony Robbins or or, or Anthony Robbins, like the the power of positive thinking guy? Yeah, I fucking he's so obnoxious. But I remember yeah. I remember seeing something. I don't even know if it was he, him that said it, but. I remember him talking about the power of like like the way you use words 
in sequence with each other. And and one thing that stuck out was was new direction. And he was like, "Did you hear new new direction or did you hear nude erection?" I was Ugh. like, "Motherfucker, that's the same fucking thing. It, it doesn't matter what you said. You can, who cares?" But now that I'm thinking that Sugar Ray is ending their stuff and beginning their stuff with new direction, I wonder if they thought it was funny to say like new direction. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did do that. <laughs> New direction. <laughs> but it's so stupid. It's like it's so it close. Those two things are so close together. They're True. so fucking close together. But I wouldn't put it past Sugar Ray to do something like that because they have an album called Lemonade and Brownies. That's true. So I, I wouldn't put it past them to do something so juvenile. New direction. It. New direction. That's it's pretty good. Pretty good. Still but I, and, I, and I really don't like Tony Robbins. I really don't like that guy. He just kind of comes off as douchey, and I don't know like he, a lot yeah. about him. But what I've seen him do, and and the movies I've seen him like guest star in, and the, the, when I've heard him talk, he seems very condescending, like 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 a Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson type of guy, but just a very like oh power positive thinking. Just tell yourself you're gonna be okay, and you're gonna be okay because I'm okay. Look at me, I'm a fucking millionaire because you're paying for my book and shit. It's like man, fuck you. <laughs> And I've seen a lot of videos where where he does thing or he talks to people, and it seems it seems very. Um, just seems very fake like it's very it seems um scripted and it's just like nobody it's just the reactions that the people have to tony robbins just seems all fabricated and i i mean and then people pay thousands of dollars to go to his events like what are you doing yeah i know it's i think he's just like those guys that uh that that say they can heal people and punch somebody in the face and they're cured of cancer whatever the fuck it is also, the the chorus in the song, it, I like how it drops into that kind of heavier, groovier thing that they do well. They they honestly do that 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 groovy guitar, that groovy guitar thing super fucking well. And the chorus is pretty catchy too, considering it's not like a a Sugar Ray pop song. Um, I, I honestly, it's a really good song. It's just there's so many better songs off this off this record. I I like I like uh, I like that you're wrong, but I also like, I like Mark's. Wrong, yeah. I like the <laughs> verb on Mark's vocals in the chorus. <laughs> I like that. You're so obnoxious, dude. And the bassline is super sick when it's just Murphy by himself for that little quick riff. Oh my god! <laughs> and there's times when like the drum beats like broken underneath the bassline, and those are just man, that part's oh so good. No man, it's a great song. So here, let's play a little bit of anyone from. Uh, the Sugar Rays. Here we go. From Sugar Ray. Anyone? <laughs> that part is pretty good. <laughs> when he kind of whines anyone. It's really a whine. That's what it is. He he does a really good job at at, at bringing like a variety of, of vocal deliveries. True. And, and, and if, uh, he's, he's not a good singer. So like get over it, right? Who cares? But if you really just get into how much fun he's having, a lot of the things he's doing are really good. He goes yeah. high, he goes low, he goes fast, he goes slow. That's fucking rhyming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's not rhyming, though. <laughs> dude, low and slow? I said high and low okay, and okay, fast okay, and slow? Okay, that was okay, rhyming. Okay. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. You're right, Whoa. slow and low don't well, rhyme. that, dude. You're right. Whoa. Fucking guy. This fucking what's your what's your what's your god that we only done two b's what's What's your your three b what's your two no your two b we've done done four songs already (laughs) what are you talking about you what's your mm, what's Mm -hmm. your three b 
RPM, the opener. Okay. Do you not do you not love this song? Are that's you that's, stupid today? That's that's my six B. Oh God. Oh my God. Dude, Let's get into this. They all can't be one Bs. What do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> well, RPM could be higher on your B list. So anyway, yeah, this is what what a great way to start the record. You still have that intensity from Lemonade and Brownies, but it's more refined. You have the better tones, better songwriting, better kind of melodies in this song. Um, I mean, ah, dude, there's a lot to break down here. And, and you mentioned it at the very beginning of this episode with the back and forth between Rodney and Craig, DJ Homicide. Yeah. It's fucking killer, dude. It's and so good. Well, it is. That's that's something that like I just I, I wouldn't have thought about. I wouldn't have known had I not had you not watched like Murphy's videos. But even yeah. like his bass playing, his bass playing here and um I I, th- I think whenever somebody is, is talking about like breaking down a song, they're going to to really get into their own instruments more than anything else, obviously. But like he's talking about like what he's doing here. And there's a lot of bends in this. There's like quick triplets here. And I only really know what triplets are because Friend of the Pod, Phil, is really good at doing triplets, but Steve Harris, right? Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, bass yeah. player, fucking fantastic, if not like the greatest like triplets bass playing of all time. And so when Murphy was talking about how he's doing it here, it was subtle. It wasn't as obviously as as, as obvious as Steve Harris is doing it, but it's there. But it's also there. Murphy's not, Murphy is, he's, he's not here to show off. He's here to write a good song. And and you hear it so much when he when he talks in the videos about you know when to when to just kind of sit back and let the song breathe. And he mentions oh what song was it now? Uh, there's one song where he he breathe? mentions that is no it's not the song breathe no <laughs> it's not <laughs> actually no it's not no it's not that song because they, they hated that song. Dude, I, we, but, we cannot end without not talking about stand and deliver. Just saying. Of course no 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 we'll talk about that. Um, but, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, he was talking about how, how Rodney, there are moments in some Sugar Ray songs where Rodney should be like up in front and just like ripping away. But Rodney knows when to step back and just kind of play like a, like a, like a rhythm part. Like, and, and Murphy talks about how important it is to just play to a song and not show off, not show off, you know? And, and that, that was my whole point. Like Steve Harris, also, all he does is fucking show off. That's all he fucking does. And Murphy knows how to play a fucking song. He knows how to write a song. He knows when to p- just play the rhythm, and he compliments I mean, the not, rest of his band, and I love it. I, yes, like Steve Harris is is just showing off, but I mean he's writing. It, like it's it's sad when you're in a band where the bass player can solo better than the guitarist, and that's that's Iron Maiden. Which I, <laughs> not that, to say I, that they're bad guitar players because right. they are amazing guitar players. But you're going to give you're going up against Steve Harris, and that's just not fair. It's it's like trying to solo against like Jocko or something. It's just uh, you're not going to win. Not and happen. Steve Harris is playing with his, you know, his right hand's going with his fingers, not with a pick. Oh, that's so another. Cool. That's another crazy. Uh, Steve Harris is unreal. So fast. But yeah, mm-hmm. dude. RPM. This is a fucking. This is a perfect opener because, like you said, this is a great bridge between Lemonade and Brownies and here. Like, hey, we're still that same band that you guys loved. Remember, we opened up for like Corn and the Deftones <laughs> and all those other bands. Like, we're still the same band. We just got a little bit better. And they did. RPM shows they've gotten better. They've gotten better at writing music. They've gotten better at playing together. Because Lemonade Brownies is very, very broken in so many ways to where like everyone's kind of playing something different and it's not that cohesive at times. That's why it's my rank my third. Should have been your third. That's fine though. 
But RPM shows like they've they've grown. They've grown. And I love how Merck sings this song, dude. He's got like a cool little like swing to it at times. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's a lot and, of rap rock in this entire album, but it's not like Rage Against the Machine. It's it's like their own little thing. Yeah. And I wouldn't want, I don't like bands that want to sound like Rage Against the Machine because Rage perfected that sound. Nobody can sound better than Rage. Mixing the, the, the hip hop with the heavy guitars and drums and everything. Nobody can do it better than Rage. So no. why even try? Yeah, exactly. It just sounds silly. Exactly. You know? um, but uh, so what I so this song RPM, I think it's, it has a very unique mix, and how punchy it sounds. Like the drums, they have this kind of crisp crisp sound mixed with the bass. The bass, I think, feel like the bass and drums are turned up higher in the mix on this song to give it that 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 sharper punch. And it has that very new metal sound. Like that was something that that new metal did a lot of. Like listening to some of the stained records over the last week, um, and just a lot of new metal in general had had this very. I have to do more research to kind of like really kind of express what I'm saying. But new metal has a very distinct sta- distinct sound, and a lot of it has to do with the rhythm section and then the crunchy guitars over that. And yet there. New metal's God. I don't know. I don't, new metal. I, new metal is very, very complicated. Because honestly, there are times. There are times when I listen to like Primus. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. new metal. That's what fucking new metal yeah. sounds like. And there are times when I listen to Sugar Ray. I'm like, yeah, that's what fucking new metal sounds like. So new metal is a complicated bitch for sure. So okay, so this is what I'm trying to say. Everything is so heavy and so down tuned in new metal, but everything doesn't sound like a wall of sound. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't right. sound like it's this, this, it's this compressed thing where everything Still is crisp. the same level. You can differentiate yes. all the instruments. Exactly. That that was something that was so unique to new metal in the night in the nineties and a little bit in the early two thousands as well. And it's something that I feel people disregard and don't take into consideration because now music over the last five to seven years, it's just this compressed wall of sound that is just thrown at you. There's no dynamic and New metal, I feel like, was one of the, one of the last genres to have that sort of dynamic sound, for the most part. Ah, oh, man, dude, it's just would, the tones they got out of these guitars and the drums was just—I would agree it's with insane, that. Insane, man. I think when you're insane. when you're down tuning a lot of instruments and you're playing in just such like a low register and everything's so guttural and 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 low, you would think that everything's going to kind of blend together and like using a lot of like floor toms along with what are they like. Like drop C, yeah, drop C usually as low as fucking possible. A lot of B opens, sometimes. yeah. But you're still getting, I don't know. You're still there's getting still a clear. Room. There's still clear production. There's still clearness of like the guitars put up against the bass. You can still differentiate between the two guitars, the bass, the toms aren't overpowering anything. The drum beat's still there, and then like the singing. Yeah. This, or rap rocking or the fuck new metal pretended it wanted to be nobody really knows what it wanted to be that's the thing that's the, that's the crazy thing about new metal is that everybody wanted to be like corner rage against the machine but nobody could ever reach that level so it was always kind of like a knockoff of one of the two i i, I do think like like you can pretty much like trace new metals progression and decline with like corn really like whatever corn was whatever album corn released that's what new metal sounded like at the time yeah that that's about it like that's uh, that's it like corn was new metal like 
You should just change your fucking name to New Metal. I mean, I mean, I also understand too. You know, they weren't Corn kind of weren't the first band that were doing that sound. I mean, you could go back to Sepultura, who were putting out records in 1987 and 88. There and like even Fear Factory and shit like that, which we're gonna gonna get into on our on our new metal episode in a few weeks. But um, but Corn really just kind of perfected, defined the sound, defined. They for were the, sure. They were the band that that everybody wanted to sound like. And even Sepultura, because Sepultura put out Roots a year or two after the first Korn record. And that that record, Roots, was was even kind of, um, not based off of, but inspired by that first Korn record. So... Because they were like more of like a like a heavier, aggressive metal band. Yeah, they and, were. And, yeah. and even Roots. I mean, Roots is like... I mean, we'll, we're going to get into it at some point, but... Roos is just like a not as good corn's corn. Yeah. Same producer too. Ross Robinson both did <laughs> both records. Just, fucking love Ross. God, it would have been I, so I love so many new metal bands. Not so many. I've loved like five. But Corn's <laughs> Corn is just I don't it's know. Something else. Something, something else. else. Can you something imagine else. if if Sugar Ray worked with Ross Robinson? I don't think they could have handled it. I don't I don't think they I don't think they, they could have done anything better than this. <laughs> I don't think, uh, man. I, I and there's because nothing like the wrong, lyrics and stuff. There's nothing wrong yeah. with being just really, really good B team. Like Grand Funk, right? We we've established that Grand Funk is a fucking yeah. phenomenal B team band. There's nothing wrong with being just phenomenal B team status. I think Sugar Ray, their they're hits should, like kind of yeah. make them fall into a a tier, but really they're just like, dude, Sugar Ray's fucking phenomenal B tier. They are Sugar Ray are the grand funk of new metal. Let's just say that. Oh, I like that. And 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 I mean that in the the most positive way because this grand funk is so good. They're so fucking awesome. But yeah, <laughs> no, Sugar Ray is the the grand funk of new metal. Maybe even more underappreciated than grand funk. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, totally. Because everybody, yeah, like we were talking about, it's all everybody only knows the pop shit from, or not pop shit, but pop stuff from Sugar Ray. Anyway, let's um. Let's play a little bit of RPM, then we'll get into the back and forth, the bridge, which I really want to talk Got about some too. Fucking so. cash. Want some fucking cash. <laughs> so here's Don't RPM from Sugar Ray. The opener for Ford. We'll let you down. So let, let let's talk about Stan very very briefly, the drummer, because the uh, his his playing of the toms in this song is perfection. It's so fucking tight. Yeah. I I it's, I, it's fucking, I agree. It almost doesn't sound real. Like it's it, it it's so fucking tight. I I love that. And <clears throat> dropping into um the back and forth um kind of feel of this song where you know you have you have Craig or DJ Homicide playing the the car racing um you know the back and forth of that with uh what's his name? Rodney's guitar just that back and forth of the the same kind of sound with the two instruments i is so fucking great and i think that's what you wanted to talk about right yeah i mean i i would never would have thought that that was rodney and and uh craig craig going back yeah. and forth i would have, i would have, i would have just assumed that's just the dj doing both of the noises but our <laughs> our boy not. murph our boy murph was like yeah dude that was that was uh craig and and rodney going back and forth um but it sounds, it's so cool. but like after you hear him say that, 
that one is like that noise and then the other one's a guitar kind of bending upwards a little bit slower to match that sound. It makes sense. But it's mm-hmm. like, and, and again, like everybody knows we like Sugar Race. I mean, with no disrespect, but the way they're doing it is very elementary. It's very, very basic. It's very, very much like I just discovered how to bend strings on my guitar. Therefore, I'm going to try and sound like my guy who's in the band spinning like albums. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it sounds like. But so it could be sorry. purposeful. It could be purposeful. It could be something that's like, yeah, I want you to dumb it down a little bit. And again, I don't I don't mean it to sound mean cuz it does sound mean, but I love it. I love it just dumb it down, dude. Keep it simple. Keep it yeah. simple. Yep. And so I I was going I was going to compare it to like Corn because that's what Corn was known for uh on the first record Blind, right? Life is Peachy. I mean, yeah, Blind uh, I mean, just there are so many there are so many moments within those the the corn songs from those two records where head and monkey are just they're playing off of each other, you know, with the high and the low, the high, the low, high, the low, and then it just explodes into something else. Corn um, really, dude, they just perfected that that style, and and once again, I don't think this is Sugar Ray or Rodney or anybody ripping corn off. I think this is them just kind of like. just being inspired by that sound by that style because it's just it's so weird it's so different and especially at this time you know this is 1990 what this came out in 1997 you know corn's record came out in 94 so i mean nobody really heard this kind of shit before it's fucking sick and then even so kind of going back to so going to the, the the car and then rodney's guitar playing rodney does that with mark too in the chorus with the wah the the wah yeah, you notice that too. I, it just it's yeah. another back and forth. But There's Mark a couple times really, on this album really that, that Mark tune, tries to but... keep up with with Rodney's guitar playing, like note matching. Yeah, one's a solo, a couple more solos, and they get that part too. But, but I, I I think it's so easy. I think it's so easy to it's say. So easy. It's yeah, it's so easy it's to so say. And right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll keep you want to keep going. Do it. Batenda. Uh, that song, that song is so dumb, but I love it. I think it's so easy to say, like, "Oh yeah, this is so like Corn right. did this shit first, so therefore yeah. they're copying." But it's like, dude, this is what music is, especially when music is, is, is like coming up in the same scene. These guys are touring together, like they're clearly inspired. Like Blind probably like completely inspired that little back and forth part because mm-hmm. I don't know any other band, especially in like the metal realm. Like, dude, come on. Like, Blind is so fucking good. Like, that, that know, intro right? is so stupid. Like, what is that? What are you doing? <laughs> Why is that so good? What is that? man. It's fucking good. I, I mean, they, they take so much. I mean, Corn even. I mean, Corn took so much from Faith No More. They took so much from Frank Zappa or Steve Vai, really. Um, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, they're they're not immune to that stealing ideas from other bands they just kind of took ideas and and made them their own and that's kind of what sugar ray does too not to the extent that corn does but it's just a lesser version i don't want to say lesser version that's not the right word to say but just that's the same idea it's 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 taking like inspiration from people and then like writing your own music and then just everyone does it which yeah which is what everyone fucking does that's like that's like saying everybody's ripping off the beatles you know what i mean it's one of those things too because a lot of people take shit from the Beatles. Every fucking band. Yeah, I mean, 
dated back a little bit earlier, but that's fine. You picked oh, the Beatles. Yeah, that a big deal? I, yeah, I, I, I right when I said the right when I referenced the Beatles, I realized you're gonna be have a little. I'm gonna bitch hate fit it. About I'm it. gonna have a bitch fit. A little bitch fit. I'm that's gonna you. throw stuff. So from my computer, <laughs> you love it. All right. So, um, do we have anything else on RPM? No, that's uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. So let's get into something else. What what else we got? Dude, we got to talk about stand and deliver. Let's let's get into that. Good what do you, God. What do you got on this one? What, That's what my EP. for you? It's oh, my AP. Why is it so low? <laughs> I'm also going to say something that you're really going to hate. I know. About you don't song. like the original. You probably don't like Adam and the Ants. You don't like anything about it. <laughs> why? Well, no. No, it wasn't that. It's something else, actually. But Do you hate Mark's vocals on this one? No, I fucking love Mark's vocals on this one. God, because he's trying Mark. So like, so it's it's a cover. It's a cover. It's a cover by by Adam and the Ants or Adam Ants, Adam and the Ants at this time, I guess. Um, but Mark's tr- he's not trying to do the accent. He's trying to be funny doing the accent, and that's exactly. the difference. You can do a, a British accent like we do, and it sounds like <laughs> shit. The King's English. But when we try and do it funny, it sounds great because we're funny and we do a perfect fucking Queen's English, King's English. King's now. English, get it right. Sorry. Yeah. King's English, the English accent. It's on point. We do it better than the Brits. So We do it better than when, Skip. When Friend Mark. Skip. <laughs> that brummy, that brummy over there. They have a better accent than him. Anyway. <laughs> Mark, Mark is doing this accent <laughs> to be fun. He's not doing it to like like try and sound like him. He's doing it to... I don't want to say make fun because that 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 means like he's doing it to be malicious, but no, I do think he's making fun. fun of him. Yes, but like there's always an aspect of like yes, I'm making fun of you while doing this, but it's in a lighthearted kind of like elbow jab type of way. My God, mm-hmm. dude, Stand Deliver is a fucking fantastic cover, and I love the original. Uh, the original's fine. I, I've I never been really a fan it. of the the band or Adamant or whatever. I just it's it's fine. The original is fine. This one's fun. Um, I I do love how goofy is because it's it's so over the top, so over the top. Um, it's to the point where sometimes it sounds like he's about to yodel, and then I love it because I'm a sucker for the yodeling. I do love. Then you should yodels. like Adam and the Ants. I, maybe I haven't heard enough of Adam and the Ants or Adam Ant whatever. I, just I love me some yodels. That's like that's like his thing, dude. Is he fucking like so? My so uh, oddly enough, my favorite. What got me into Adam and the Ants? Adam Ant is a song "Beat My Guest," and it just it appeared on a playlist, my weekly playlist, at some point in the past several years. I was like, holy fuck, this is so goddamn good. This is like perfect, like new wave, but kind of like Devo punkish. But then he just yodels, and it's it's outrageous. <laughs> But that song, Beat My Guess, is a B-side to this song, Stand and Deliver. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, this has been on my, my, my Discogs want list because I want that fucking cover. I want, I want like, the, the sleeve, too. I, I, don't, I don't want just the 45. I want the sleeve. But, yeah, okay. you should, you should really right. check out. I'll put it in my notes to remind you. Check out the song, Beat My Guess, because that's my favorite Adam, Tan- Adam, Adam the Ant song. God damn, it's so good. All right. Now, what I was going to say is, I, I felt like a lot of Mark's vocals on this one sounded a lot like Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self-Indulgence. It's almost like Jimmy Urine took Adamant's vocals and made a whole career on, I don't want to say mocking him, but made a career on, inspired by, by Adamant. Because I hear a okay. ton, of, ton of Mindless Self-Indulgence 
uh, with Mark's vocals or Jimmy Aaron's vocals and Mark's vocals. I so much of it. It's all I kept thinking of. So I wonder like, I wonder if you listen to the beat my guest song and just how much like fucking yodeling is in that one. If you'll think, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Jimmy Aaron did. He does, he does do like weird yodeling and weird things with his, I mean, I mean, you, when we did mindless self-indulgence a while ago, I, I maybe that you was, don't remember. I think, I think that was before I I got in. I'm not like that into Adam and the Ants, but I, I used to just bought one of their records from Grace for like three dollars, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this is so goddamn good." But maybe that was before I was really more into Adam and the Ants. It was. I, I'm pretty sure we did we did them before we I, even started collecting. Like this is probably okay. Then for sure, yeah. yeah. It was a long time ago that we did MSI. Maybe you'll oh. like them more now. Who knows? I, I'm here. I'm putting my notes. I'm fucking putting my listen to notes right now, babe boy. <laughs> Going in top of the list. Uh, all right, let's play a little bit of uh, the cover of "Stand and Deliver" from the uh, the, the the Sugar Rays. Here we go. God, it's such a weird cover for them to do, man. Yes, Dude, it's and so bizarre. We we talked about some of the covers that the, that they've done when we did the rankings, but I mean I, I would say this one and the Kid Cudi they did of uh, Day and Night. Oh my god, that was so dude, good. That was the that was probably Fuck. that's probably like one of the best covers I've ever heard of any song. Like <laughs> I I, Day I, and agree. Night, I agree. Like maybe a top five, top ten cover of any any song ever. That that Day and Night was amazing. But this you know, is you know so- on. So like what? so like just going off of more covers to interrupt you because I don't care anymore. But she um <laughs> she I don't know why I say she. Who is she? <laughs> did I you have listen? No idea. Did you listen to their cover of Time After Time from uh, the best of Sugar Ray? I don't I don't think so, no. Yeah, so they at least did, not they, this week. They did a cover of Sydney Lopper's Time After Time. Um but they also did a cover of a Beach Boy song. At some point, and I don't remember why or when they did it, but God damn, it was so fucking good. Like, it was hmm. so goddamn good. They still did, you know, the, the stuff that you hate about the Beach Boys, the perfect harms the Beach Boys are known for, <laughs> the stuff that you hate. They even, like, did that. They, they, they interpolated that stuff, and it was really good. I don't know. This band is just, this band's unreal. They're great. They're great. So I I didn't realize until just now that no doubt did a version of Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Did you Have you heard that one? I don't. Yeah, we listened to it. No, we didn't. It was it's on the deluxe version of 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 um. What's that record? Push the, and shove. Push and shove. Yeah. I don't remember listening to it. Uh, at all. I'm pretty sure I told you to listen to it, or I talked about it. Uh, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It it's a good. Months ago. It's not. It's not as good as Sugary's cover of it, though. Sugar Ray, they, I, they honestly, do great covers, I, man. I I love I love that Adam and the Ants song. I think it's so great. I think Sugar Ray did it better. Oh, that's a bold claim. That's I think it did claim. it better. It's just ah, it's so fucking fun. I think this cover may be the most fun song they've ever done. Mm, it's maybe. so fucking over the top, goofy. It is. Yeah, it is really over the top. Like you can just see like Mark like like standing up really, really straight, right, with the mic in his mouth, but like <laughs> tilting his head upwards. Like, oh no, 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 and like talking like this and using his right hand to kind of like do like that that like, oh thank you, sir. Where you like you, you flip it around and then put the two <laughs> fingers outwards. I know you know what I, I know you know, I know what exactly I'm doing. What yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. 
I think like this. I, man, this song was so fun. <laughs> uh, I was gonna also bring oh, up. Wow. Oh, what was I gonna say? Fuck. But uh, we could. I mean, we could keep going. I completely went brain dead. Stay on the level. What what's what's what speed home California? Is that probably like your two Speed Home California. Speed home Oh, I remember, okay, wait, before we go into that. Uh in in Stand and Deliver, the ending of the song, I don't remember in the Adam and the Ant song, did they play the Endless Summer song? Cause that's the Endless Summer song at the end of the Sugar Ray version. At least like a a, a weird version of it. Really? Yeah, the the Endless Summer theme that Boom, 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 boom. I mean, it's kind of like a pretty kind of a basic, you know, thing. But no, they, listen to Stand and Deliver again. The, the end of it, they they play that Endless Summer theme. And yeah. I don't remember if it's in the Adam and the Ants version, but it's definitely in the Sugar Ray version. I, but go back and listen to it. I'm fucking blown away. I added that to my I, notes. All right. So Speed Open California is my number five. What is it for you? Speed on California. That is also my number five. <laughs> Another kind of interpolation of um, Sweet Home Alabama. Love it. Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <What>? No. <laughs> okay, maybe interpolation isn't the right word, but uh, I don't know. I don't, what the fuck am I Sweet about? Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. I like that. I, must, I will forever say it's that now. I'll listen to that song. That's a, it's a bad way of me describing it, but this is my favorite oh, Mark song. Man. I, I fucking love the way he sings. <laughs> this is the song that I think is very Mark Atkins like of him. He sings like Mark Atkins. It's, it's punk. It's sloppy. It's goofy. At one point, he says, "These are the breaks," which is not like what Mark Atkins. But that that's that's a Curtis Blow reference, dude. That's a Curtis Blow nod. That's that's mm-hmm. golden age hip hop shit. These are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. <laughs> it, yeah, it really That's is. That's fucking cool. It is super sick. Dude, Mark like knows music. Mark knows music and he knows how to just be fun at this yeah. time. I mean, I think the whole band, I mean, the whole band knows what the fuck they're doing. None of them are are dumb. None of them, I mean, everyone knows music well. I mean, listening also, I don't remember what song Murphy was talking about, but he was talking about Nirvana and how he was inspired by by Nirvana at the time and how Kurt wrote, how he phrased certain notes and, and certain progress, corporate and everything like that. I think that was anyone. Cause that was that, it anyone. I think it was anyone. And then I, cause I remember he was, he was talking about it and he was like, not that I'm saying this song is anywhere fucking near anything Kurt ever wrote. And then like just kept going because I think it but was the anyone. fact that they, that he was even picking up on it. You yeah. Know what I mean, like it's just, I don't know, man, this band is way, way cooler than people give him credit for it sucks i agree <clears throat> um but yeah speed home california uh what were you saying it's a good thrash song oh you were talking about the, the curtis blow connection yeah i don't know everything everything's great here the little guitar bends that ronnie does super solid he's just really good at writing like lead licks and i like that mm-hmm. i like the solo here too and this is also when I, I alluded to earlier where mark note matches the solo He's like, like he says the same thing as he's playing. And I think that's yeah, fucking yeah. stupid. That's so dumb. I love it. And then like the, the little hypersexual, like, uh, in the bridge. So, yeah. what, are, what are you doing? Is, is this like a serious song or a joke song? What is this? 
Oh, it's, I mean, all these songs, they're all pretty, pretty jokey. They're just fun. Like there's, I don't think there's anything really very serious about this record. Everything is just them having a fucking blast. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, this is, this is a gutter. I wouldn't say it's, it's a gutter mouth song, but it's, it's inspired by Guttermouth and Mark Adkins and all that kind of shit, especially the way Mark, or the way, yeah, Mark McGrath sings. Um, I guess, yeah, they're both named Mark, but yeah, I, do. I, I just think this is another one of those Guttermouth kind of songs. It's fast. It's, it's punchy where it needs to be. It has the kind of, cause Guttermouth has a way of playing the ri- of playing the riffs where it's not just like, they have a good, good way of like transitioning from the palm mutes and the verses to the choruses to where it just sounds it's just it's just different <laughs> like a lot of people i don't know man i, I don't even know how to even like, explain like, what i'm trying to say honestly okay so it, it's not it's not that crazy to think that maybe sugar ray mark mcgrath are taking something from gutter mouth because gutter mouth by 97 97 is when musical monkey dropped that's her fourth album yeah yeah where, where are gutter mouth from they're from huntington beach in the beach like they're 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 in the same scene. They're playing the same circuits. They're playing the same festivals. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not unheard of to think that Mark is is watching these other bands because I think he does watch every fucking band he probably plays with because he's oh, just, sure. he seems like that type of guy that says I'm here. I want to absorb everything that I'm that I'm that I'm here for. So it's not it's not I don't know it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that Mark is picking up something from Mark. <laughs> True. I also um, I read somewhere too that that one of the the bands overall that one of their bigger influences was the vandals you know same exact scene and they're they're i forgot what song it is right now but there's one song on here too that is very much in the like the vandals style especially dave quackenbush's voice mark tries to not i wouldn't say he tries to sound like dave quackenbush but he has that same kind of cadence with 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 his vocals that that dave does with the vandals because dave has a Dave is a very unique singer too. I don't. I, he's another another singer. I don't feel like gets enough credit as a singer. I mean, he's and a frontman too. Like very he's a unique weird for frontman. sure. He he's he's a he's a weird dude. There's, Dave Quackenbush is a weird dude. I think like just just off the cuff. I think there's nothing special about him, but there's no one that sounds like him. Yeah, right. I, I think that's fucking weird. It is very bizarre. He and his his like kind of stage performance is a little like. Um, the bouncing soul. What's the guy from the bouncing souls right now? I can't even think of it. Greg from, yeah, like Greg, like they kind of have that, that stage presence where they don't move too much, but they say, I don't know. It's just their whole, their whole kind of like thing is, is similar. But anyway, we're not talking about vandals or bouncing souls. We could speed home California. We could. Yeah. For California. (laughs) The, and then that bridge, man, that, that bridge drops. It's, it's super hard. Murphy's bass is turned up. Rodney, like you said, Rodney does that 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 little solo. It's super classy. It's it's great, man. This song is fucking awesome. And then the song starts with I assume it's Mark um, speaking in Spanish. He said, "I don't know what he." I mean, he says translated. It's there's no there's no place like home, but uh, it just it sounds really funny because it because it's so fast and so sloppy and so rush and yeah and over the top. It's it's fun. It's fun. Like he's just like screaming into the mic. <laughs> so good. So here's a little bit of uh, Speed Home California from Sugar Ray. I know lugar como de la casa. I know lugar como con la casa. Speed Home California. <laughs> Once again, the comparison between this 
or Mark McGrath's vocals and Mark Adkins vocals from Guttermouth is there, there are parts where this Mark sounds like Mark Adkins does on big pink dress off of musical monkey. Yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. there's, I, I can't even explain what he does, but there's cer- certain, I don't know, just the way he sings reminds me of big pink dress from, from that, from that record. Damn. Ah, oh, so fucking good, man. Love Guttermouth too. So much fun. <laughs> I wonder if Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray and Guttermouth had to have played it together at some point. They had to have, right? Absolutely. There's no way they did not. Especially if Sugar Ray, if Marcus, if, if people are, are mentioning like the comparisons between the Vandals, because the Vandals and Guttermouth, especially in the Orange County circuit, just kind of as big, like still touring a lot. Like, still playing a lot of fucking shows. Yeah, yeah. It's good shit, man. Love it. I love it. I mean, I'm I'm good to kind of wrap it up. Um, yeah. Unless I'm you want to talk about anything here. else. Look, look, I mean, look, look, look. No, high, I think, anxiety, I think high Anxiety would be the only kind of track that could be talked about because it's such a weird one with the dynamics of it, with the the quiet to loud, quiet to loud. And then Murphy has said this song is like the lab rat or the lab experiment of the record. This is more of like a David Kahn thing that he wanted them to do. And it's a trippy fucking song too. It's, it's one of the standout tracks, but it's my 10 B, but I still wanted to bring it up because it's, it's a weird one for sure. It's my nine B. I, I, I do, I do agree. I think it's bizarre. I think it goes from being this, this weird, like adding noises, that were very much of the hip hop era from the nineties, but then also like dropping back into just being sugar Ray of this, of this, of this era. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's solid. <clears throat> All right. So let's, uh, let's give our final thoughts on a uh, floored by sugar Ray. And then we will rate this record based off of our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. And Zero is the worst album you've ever heard in your whole life. So uh, what do you got, Jeff? Go. I, 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 I feel so, so alive for the very think, first time. God, dude, the how was that song so bad? But the I, album I, right I, before is so good. <laughs> Okay, so that song Alive has really grown on me over the last oh, couple of years. It's, it's so cheesy, but I kind of like it now. I hated it way shit. back when. <laughs> oh, I hate that song so much. Um, remember, remember when Will Sasso was singing it on Dudesy? So annoying. <laughs> I, I, even, I even hate the part when he goes like, I, and like drops his voice. And I can just imagine <laughs> him like dropping his body too. Like he like... Like can, <laughs> like drops his whole like body to the left. Ah, and then uh, drop. Oh, it's just annoying. <laughs> Sugar Ray is is quite possibly like one of the most underrated bands of the nineties. Just just truly, truly, which is weird to say because they were so popular. They made so much money. They were they headlined so many festivals. Everybody came out to see them. But I, I think Sugar Ray's success was at the expense of like their legacy because they were successful in a small pocket, but the legacy should have extended as far as corn. Honestly, like they, their legacy should have extended as far as like the big names 
in new metal of rock of, of anything from the 90s yeah but I, I again i think that because because of fly sugar ray made a bunch of money but also lost like a legacy fly alienated anybody that thought sugar ray was was competing with deftones corn anybody in that in that spectrum that scene. yeah but fly also made people listen to them that would never would have been in that scene like i never i didn't listen i still fucking hate the deftones but i was never in that scene really <laughs> but i like fly but so I, I think like if you if you if you gravitated towards sugar ray because of fly you're going to be disappointed if you Correct. gravitated towards sugar ray because of anything but fly you'll love it but fly is going to make you not listen to them so it's like you damned if you do and you're damned if you don't like sugar ray just they mm-hmm. were fucked man they were fucked from fly and uh i know that's but sucks. then also like it was the best decision they made you know what i mean because they were well, never going to be really fast no true they're, they're but they were never going to be that they were never going to be that corn they were never going to be the limp no. biscuit deftone slipknot they were never going to be that i, I mean i i, I even i it. even i even hate it's, saying that Deftones are in the same fucking top four as all three. But of they are said. like they're one of the most influential. And I hate that I new metal bands. Hate ever. that so much. Hate it. I know. I right. disagree with you. Sugar, on that. Sugar but. Ray is never going to be. <clears throat> how? What? Ooh. No, dude. De- what? Deftones are the same. Oh no, they are though. Sugar, they're. Well, but they we'll are. Get, but we'll they get are. To that when we get to the rankings, dude. In the but, graph. <laughs> But Deftones are one of the most influential bands from the new metal scene. They hated the scene as well. They have always talked shit on it. They still do talk shit about the scene. Man, fuck, they talk they, like they they talk shit like Billy Corgan talks shit. This ungrateful pieces of shit, man. Fuck them. Who cares? But everybody talks shit about fuck the new metal off. scene. Even Corn does too. Corn talks shit about the new metal scene too. Corn loves new metal scene. They still dress like they're <laughs> in the new metal scene. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, continue. Sugar sorry. Ray, underrated. Sugar Rays, yes. They're uh, a product of the times. They're a product of uh, just try to be unique, and uh, you know it's 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 kind of sad, right? You, you you become a band, you become an artist. You 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 try and like make the world a little bit more unique with what you have to offer. And a band like Sugar Ray achieved that, but never got like the notoriety for that, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. I think Sugar Ray should be known for what they did on Lemonade Brownies, Floored, fourteen fifty nine, and just their overall aesthetic. More than I should think they'd be known by like their biggest hits. Agreed. Which are not even indicative of the band itself. But I, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm going on and on here for like twenty five yeah. hours. <laughs> so I, so I, what, what's your fi- what's your final rating? I don't think this is a great new metal album. I don't think it's even new metal at all. I think there, there are hints here and there just because they're in, engrossed in the scene. Um, so so I, it's not like but, a, a perfect new metal album by any means, but... But we're, we're talking about your rating. We're not talking about objective, but, an, an objective but, new metal thing. Butts are for pooping, but Thank this you, is a perfect Aaron. fucking album. This is three out of a three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when you start a band, when you want to do something to like, you think you're going to change the world. Like, why? Why do you? Why do people create art? People create art because they want the world to like understand what is happening either inside of them or they want to change the world in a way that they see it needs to be changed in. Sugar Ray did that with Lemonade Brownies and this. Fly was the fucking outlier. This that's why I didn't rank it. But this is a perfect album because this is a 
perfect representation of like artists trying to change the world in the way they see it should be changed. Didn't work out. I don't know why, but it's a great album. It's a perfect fucking album. I don't even care. Perfect three out of three for you. I don't fuck. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't care. All right, my final thoughts. I, dude, I mean, we've talked about it for over an hour and a half, and um, <clears throat> my thoughts are are very similar to yours. They they're not the best of the of the scene. They were just a band that had a ton of fun, and it shows. The first three records, it just shows they're having a fucking blast. They're ha- they had a blast writing these pop songs. I'm glad they wrote these pop songs because had they not, I don't think they would have gotten out of that new metal scene. They would have they would have been lumped together. They would have been forgotten in the in the history of of rock music of especially new metal music because there's so many fucking bands from the genre that were just forgotten about and not because sugar is bad because they're not their new metal music is not bad at all but there was just such the saturation of it and but but having fly every morning their pop singles helped them get noticed and 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 that's so fucking rad and it just shows and like we were talking about it just how dynamic their songwriting was. They could write songs like Cash to American Pig to Fly uh, to stand the cover of Stand and Deliver, even more modern day, the cover of Kid Cudi. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? Dude, they, they, they can do so much and they have done so much. And God, I have so much respect for this band. <laughs> I mean, and it's crazy because, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm just going to keep repeating so myself. Good. Because they're, they're so just, fucking good, like you cannot no, understate right, yeah. how great this band is. You're you're right, and and I will defend this band for for as long as I can because I people don't give them enough credit because of the fucking pop singles, and that's not fucking fair. Even I don't the songs fucking are I don't fucking understand how like Taylor Swift can sell out these shows, the, the this era tour where people are paying thousand dollars for a ticket. But like Sugar Ray gets laughed at. That's what I don't fucking understand. Well, I mean, also, you know, in all fairness, Sugar Ray playing arenas is a little much. You know, what's what I mean? the fucking difference, dude? Taylor Swift uh, is playing arenas, and like, dude, her songs are no different than this shit. Just more boring. <laughs> a lot of her songs aren't that great. She does have some great songs. Don't be wrong. You hate Taylor Swift. Oh, get out of here! Where are you going? You this hate Taylor Swift, guy. <sighs> I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. You should be. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna start getting the giggles. What did you? Um, what did you give the rate? What did you give the album? I didn't give it. I didn't give a rating yet. I'm gonna give it a three out of three. I don't do it often. <laughs> I don't do it often, but I give. I, this album is a perfect three out of three. I fucking love this. Oh, this, it's so good. This lemonade of brownies and 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 I almost said every morning and fourteen fifty nine. Perfect albums. They I really agree. are. I give all three of them fucking perfect threes. They're I all different. One hundred percent agree. All different. All unique. All weird. Quirky in the best fucking way. All three records. Perfect. Perfect three out of threes. Fucking great. I don't give a fuck. So good. So I don't know. That's all I got. That's it. That's it. That's all. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Um, You know what to do. Give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is a fun one. I had a good time. And this is the... um, We are starting new metal season over the next month, and it's going to be a great time. So um, that's it. That's all.
Wait. All right. So let's. Uh, do we have anything else on cat? Like, oh, I let's, play, like, let's play cat. I feel like what? I feel like we fucking fight people over fucking Sugar Ray. Like right we do. For, we for have here in like the like Sugar Ray <laughs> corner, dude. Like like everybody, like the, like us versus the world of Sugar Ray. Love it. Sweet home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> okay, maybe interpolation isn't the right word, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't, what the fuck am Sweet I? Sweet home Alabama. Sweet home Alabama. I like that. I, was, I will forever say it's that a, now. I'll listen to that song. That's a, it's a bad way of me describing it, but. <laughs> <laughs>